GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by my own personal blood pack. Hovercraft Joe. What is up, LPJ? We got Jody. Hey guys, good to be back. And we got Dave. We haven't really made any progress on my nickname yet, have we? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, what do you want to be? Do you want to be Reinhardt? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's somehow both a redneck racist and a Nazi racist. Uh-huh. Well, and a vampire. Uh, so there's yeah. a whole lot going on with him. It's a, yeah. it's a very layered character. Well, First, he was full Nazi, they said. Yeah. Like only yeah. full German. This, this is exciting, I would say, because dare I say it, Jody and Dave are two fan favorites. First time you guys have been on the pod together. So hold on, well, hold on, hold together. on. Let's not go fan favorite. It's not like we're getting any kind of comments or fan mail for him. <laughs> They've been here multiple times. Let's just call them returning guests for now. Okay. Well, but to be fair, you want though, to start Dave, getting some emails? Wait, huh? Dave, has, put out your Dave email. Has, Dave has written some fan fiction. It's true. But also, wait, so no it's, one, it's said, that, no one said that they like the sound of my voice and asked for <laughs> pictures of me? Not yet. But you no. Never know. Nope. Um, Stay well, tuned. Anyway. Well, anyways, uh, we're here to tonight or this evening or whenever you're listening to it to continue the year of the sequel. Uh, we're actually here to talk about Blade 2, um, which is kind of fun. LPJ, I don't know if you remember, but the very first episode I did as the reoccurring co-host was the original Blade. Yep. So this is kind of kind of fun to talk about. But uh, as we usually do at the beginning of this, we talk about our kind of first experience or memories of the movies. Dave, what do you, what do you got on Blade 2? I remember seeing it at the Canton 6 Theater. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and I thought kind of like this is kind of like like, this is how they're going to do, like, superhero fights from now on. Like, this looks so good, you know? So. Uh, what about you, Jody? I can't really remember if I saw it in theaters or saw it on video afterwards, but I do own it, so I must have liked it enough to buy it. Or it was on sale one day at Best Buy, so. <laughs> uh, what about you, uh, LBJ? I definitely saw this in the theaters. Um See, it's weird, though, because it's March 22nd, 2002. Part of me thinks I went with you to see it, Joe. But at the same time, you were still in college at the time. Right? Yeah. Uh, but, I, I but for some I, reason, I think I, we went and saw it together. Here's the memory I have of it. And this could be wrong. But I think it's going to sound crazy. But I thought about this just today. I think this is the movie, weirdly, that I saw. You might have been there, but I remember seeing the theaters with uh, our, our friend Adam and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, I remember seeing this with them. Oh. I think it's an odd choice that we all went to see it together because it's not really a date movie. And I was definitely a third wheel if I was there. So <laughs> Yeah, no, well, no, I think, you're, I think you might too, be right. That's that's the memory I have of it because I remember being like, "Whoa, this movie is not something that his girlfriend at the time is probably enjoying." No, yeah, but I think you might be right. That's my memory of it. I mean, like, I was obviously. I mean, you can listen to our episode on the first one. I'm a big fan of it, and I was psyched to see this one. And you know, I hadn't watched it in a while, so I was kind of psyched, honestly, to to revisit it and watch it again. And you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into that, but. Um, as you mentioned, LBJ, March 21st, 2002 is the release date of Blade 2. Uh, which, what was the Blade 1? Was it 99, I think? 98 or 99? Okay, yeah. It was like um, it was like late 98, though, I think, wasn't it? Uh, it could be. I don't remember the exact date. but um, So, uh, budget on this is $54 million. Uh, it has a domestic gross of $82 million and a worldwide of $155 million. So, big, huge success. Obvious why they ended up making a third one. Yeah, and, and you know, this 
this looks like they used that 54 million well. Like, this movie looks like it has a higher budget than it actually did. I will I will agree with you to a certain extent, but also I feel like a lot of the movie's set in like dimly lit hallways and not script buildings. Like like That's they true. definitely got they got the most out of their budget, but it's not the most exciting set design. Well, but all part of the dimly lit is to cover up CGI. It's the daredevil effect. If you have everything at night, then it can cover up not that advanced CGI. Yeah. Alright. That's fair. Although to be honest with you, the CGI in this spoiler alert, we're going to do a, we're going to do a movie later on, uh, this tonight, uh, the special effects and, 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 uh, CGI in this movie might be better than the movie that we're covering next, which was made in 20, what, 13, um, somewhere no, like 2009, maybe 2009, 2009. Yeah, so. so, uh, you know, I think they did pretty well for themselves considering it was 2002. That's fair. Um, okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes on this is 57% uh, and an audience score of 68%, which I kind of thought the audience score would be a little higher on this, to be honest with you, but well, what do I do? This movie's kind of become, I would say, more of a cult classic than a classic right out of the gate. That can, that's fair. Um, so top grossing movies of 2002. Uh, <laughs> pretty Pretty exciting year at the top. You have... Uh, Spider-Man, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, number one. You have uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, number two. The best and you one. Star- and you have Star Wars, episode two, Attack of the Clones. The best uh, one. <laughs> number <laughs> number Up three. Until last, the, until last Jedi, the worst one. <laughs> now, uh, Blade Two, the movie we're covering, came in 32nd on the year. Uh, and we've only done two other movies in 2002, which is number 12, Die Another Day, <laughs> and and number 21, The Born Identity. So not not a not a year we fit a lot. So yeah. Um, what's interesting about this is Wesley Snipes also had two other movies come out this year. I don't know what they are off the top of my head. I have to look it up, but. Um, he was a very busy man, and I can imagine his other movies did not do nearly as well. <laughs> so let me check and also, he this had, was the thing that... Oh, sorry. He had uh, <laughs> Liberty Still Stands and Zigzag. I thought oh, Liberty Still Stands. Oh, and, and Undisputed all came out this year. <laughs> nope, I haven't heard of this, any of them. I saw Undisputed. It's a Walter Hill movie. It's not that bad. Right. But... Liberty Stand Still went straight to video, and I think ZigZag did too. But I think this because so they because he was so busy, there were times in the movie where they had to like he had to work on those other movies, so they had shot stuff with his double, and unfortunately, this planted that idea in his head. So in the next movie, they say almost any shot that you don't see his face directly, it's his double. Yeah, and he wasn't shooting another movie that time. He just didn't give a fuck. Was, was he busy just like evading his taxes too? Like he was just true. <laughs> yeah, in his trailer with uh, smoking weed. That's what I was he's like doing smoking through. a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, director on this uh, is Guillermo del Toro, who is Guillermo del Toro. Like, yeah, he's a big Oscar deal. Winner. He's a big deal now. He was not a big deal then. Right. This is kind of like. Was this after the original Hellboy? No, no. This was first. Four. This is oh, what okay. this is what led to the original Hellboy. Yeah. Okay, all right. He, he had had some like early like art house success, but then he got stuck like with Miramax. Like like they like made that movie. Um, was it Mimic or something? And it just did terrible. And like he had terrible problems with the Weinstein's, and he got like buried for a while. Then he, you know, this was kind of like a a, a big comeback for him. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, everyone knows him now, but like you said, this is before he was well known. Um, writer is our old friend David S. Goyer, who we talked a lot before. Yep. Um, I think he wrote the first one as well. And they were all three. Yeah, he directed the third one, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and he's written a ton of other comic book stuff. Justice Society. Well, I and not even so much comic. No, books, I mean movies because he wrote. Oh, yeah. He wrote. Um, uh, Batman vs Superman. He wrote all the Dark Knight movies. He wrote uh, uh, Dawn of Justice. He wrote a ton of stuff. 
Yeah. So uh, we've talked about him before. Uh, and then the music, um, Marco Beltrami. I don't, I, I got nothing on him. Sure. But, uh, I'm sure he's great. We do have a song though that we do have a song though that you want to play, right? Elisa? Yeah, the the actual the soundtrack, the not the score soundtrack, the soundtrack that came out for this with all the um, uh, popular music was a big hit. Like it was, it was huge on the on the Billboard charts. I think it peaked at like number twenty, um, but it sold a bunch of different copies. And one of the big songs that came out of it was uh, "Name of the Game" by Crystal Method. So we'll play that right here. kind of keeps going on like that it's uh you know classic electronic music track um that you hear kind of everywhere now like you hear it hear bits and pieces of it all over the place so many people just stopped listening and went to youtube like i need to hear more (laughs) um all right so let's uh let's talk about the cast um we've already mentioned uh wesley snipes returning his blade uh, you also have uh, Chris Christopherson returning as Whistler, even though he was seemingly killed in the first. Yeah, race. that's such a weird thing, too. We'll talk about that. Um, you also have uh, Norman Reedus. I mean, before I feel like he was this is definitely before or is it before Dave, you're our Boondock Saints. It, it's at, no, it's after Boondock Saints, yeah. but Boondock Saints hadn't gotten quite the track. Like, it took a while for Boondock Saints to get really big. This was about the time Boondock Saints was starting to be a big cult hit, but it wasn't as big as it would eventually yeah. be. Norman Reedus was cast in this movie long before uh, Boondock Saints had any traction whatsoever. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, also, uh, Ron Perlman is Reinhardt. Um, uh, what the the thing that I found most interesting is that I I never realized this before, but watching it this time was like, is that Donnie Yen in this movie? And yeah. like, yeah, it's Donnie Yen in this movie. And apparently, he did like a bunch of the fight choreography for the movie as well. So, yep. I found that to be fascinating. Um, who else? LPJ, this is kind of your jam. Sure. Anyone else you want to mention? Yeah, well, yeah, Matt Schultz, aka Vince, is in this <laughs> from uh, Fast and Furious. That's true. Um, Thomas Crutchman is in it. He plays um, uh, Eli Damascos. He's like the uh, the big bad guy. Um, it's a big bad guy, kind of like the father of the of the of the vampires. Yeah. he's a big character actor. The uh, guy that eats the guy that eats the blood jello. Guy that eats the blood yeah. jello. Yeah. Uh, Luke Goss is in it. He's another Guillermo del Toro mainstay. He's in a bunch of del Toro <laughs> films. He's a straight-to-video king, too. He really, like he's in so he many is. of those. He is. You're right. Uh, and then we've got uh, Tony Curran, a.k.a. Vincent Van Gogh from uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, d- d- deep pull there. I was wow, going to say he's one of the guys from the 13th Warrior. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, all right. I, I have some net worth for you. You guys ready to do some net worth? Yeah. Dave, I thought you said you were recusing yourself because you accidentally looked up a bunch of them. I know. I'm still going to make the jokes we often make. The sweet, okay. sweet. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's start with Norman Reedus. What do you think for Norman Reedus, uh, Jody? I think that he has all his wife's money. I forget what she was in the last movie I did with you guys. Diane Kruger? Yeah, from National Treasure. So I think he has all her money. So I'm going to say... Twenty-two million. All right, Dave. Not guessing, but you want to make a joke about what sweet, sweet money? Got all that sweet, sweet gossip money. <laughs> wow. All right. 
Uh, I'm going to say 30 million. Uh, 25 million for Norman Reedus. So, so doing pretty good. Uh, Ron Perlman, LBJ. What do you think about Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman. Um, he's got that sweet, sweet beast from Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. Uh, money. Uh, he's, he's got that. I made out with Linda, Linda Hamilton on a TV series money dressed up like a beast. Uh, I'm going to go with. I'll go $30 million for him, too. Okay. Dave, what kind of sweet, sweet money does he have? I don't think I can top uh, that. <laughs> He's got that sweet, sweet metal teeth and enemy at the gates money. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Jody? I think he has $14 million. I noticed he's been like 25 different superheroes, like voice acting. So I think he has all that money. So I'm going to say $14 million. Uh, Pretty close, Jody. $15 million for Ron Perlman. Uh, okay, uh, Dave, I'll let you make your joke first. What do you think about Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen's got that sweet, sweet, is it Ip Man? Yes. Yeah, sweet, sweet Ip Man money. So okay. I actually didn't look him up, so I can't actually make a guess for him. Okay, what do you And think? I'm going to say he's worth $40 million. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Jody? I'm not exactly sure who this is in the movie or in real life, so I'm going to say $6 million. All right, what do you think, LPJ? He's got uh, that sweet, sweet return of Xander Cage triple X money. Ooh, I was just going to say Rogue Squadron money, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, I went with the force, the force is one with me. He's, um, he's a pretty big actor overseas, so I'll say $40 million. Uh yeah, I feel like Dave lied and did look it up. I really didn't look him because up because it is forty million on the nose. So both wow. of you got it right. I also say forty million. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't <laughs> I realize he, Dave said forty million. He yeah, did, I yeah. think he also might have been in Highlander Endgame. So that he's got that sweet sweet money too. Okay, two more left for you guys. Let's go next. Uh, we'll start with uh, LPJ again. Uh, Chris Christopherson. What do you think about Chris Christopherson? He's got that uh, country music money. Um, <laughs> sweet, sweet country music. Sweet, sweet country music uh, I think he's probably doing pretty well for himself with everything that he does. I'm going to say 50 million. Okay. Dave, do you have a well, guess? Okay. Just- so, yeah, he's got that sweet, sweet second A Star is Born money. <laughs> and I can tell you guys that he's worth more than like everyone else combined. It's. It's a fair. Uh, Jody, what do you think? Well, he made a ton of money being a Golden Gloves boxer when he was <laughs> in the military. So I'm going to go with $120 million. $160 million. Wow. Yeah. Good for he's him. Also, he's also 82 and retired from acting is what I found out today. Because I was like, is he dead? He's not. He's just retired from acting. Because right. uh, I, I got confused because Wikipedia had years active and it said 2021. I'm like, did he just die? No, he retired. And then finally, Wesley Snipes. He's got that sweet, sweet Passenger 57 money. What do you think? Not uh, anymore. <laughs> I think he has $2 million because he bet on black, and it came up red. <laughs> wow. Dave, what do you think? I or think that all of the, 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 the government has most of his sweet, sweet residuals money from, like, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. So I know what it is, so I'm not going to guess. All right. What do you think, LBJ? Uh, I don't know. Art of War paid him pretty good, I heard. Um, <laughs> I'll say $25 million. Uh, $10 million for Wesley Stone. So, okay. uh, so not bad. That's way back up. <laughs> so now I have tagline for you guys. And there's a lot. And not, not a lot of good ones. But I'm going to buzz through them, okay? The eight different taglines for this. Here we go. In a world beyond the one we know, the forces of darkness fear one man. Blade. Yeah, okay. This one. like that. This one. Know the mark. Huh? Huh? What mark? Well, it's like the the thing that gets you you in the club? That's weird. Okay, next. One man still has the edge. And then... And then... uh, Edge, Blade. (laughs) Then very similar... One man is still the cutting edge. Um, yeah, it reminds me of that skating movie. <laughs> God, these are terrible. Yeah, Topic. Topic. Jonas um, loved it. Yeah. Uh, then, last time he fought against his sworn enemies. This time, 
he'll fight with them. Okay. okay. It's part of the movie. Fair enough. On the nose. Next one. Faster. Sharper. Deadlier. Too Man. tough. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's still two more, guys. God. We have we have when evil strikes, one man still has the edge. They're really <laughs> leaning into this edge. Wow, really? This 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 blade thing, they're really going hard with that. And then this last one I don't even really get because it's just let the combat begin. Like, this is a Mortal Kombat? What, what are they talking about? Let the combat begin. Was he in the UFC? <laughs> Blade, would, Blade would do very well in the UFC, I feel like. No, there was a proposed fight back in the day because he and Joe Rogan had beef, so they tried to make it happen, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Dang. Um, okay, so before we start talking about the actual plot, anyone have anything they want to want to mention, or should we should we get into talking about this movie? Let's get into it. Yeah, let's, uh, well, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so uh, movie starts off in Prague. Now, let me ask you this up front, because is this whole movie supposed to take place in Europe or just the beginning? I know this sounds like a dumb question, but like, no. I, I always thought that it was always in Europe, but then like, I felt like they were implying that it was like the same base from the first movie. So I'm like, wait, are we back in America? I was confused. I think it has to be all in Europe because the... Um, how could the Reapers have gotten anywhere else? Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, and then the, the Reaper like got, you know, yeah, I think it has to be all in Europe. Okay. And, you know, yeah, I think it I, has to be. I mean, like, I feel like a hundred percent it was definitely shot in Europe. I just, oh, yeah. oh, it I was. Movies yeah. are always shot in Prague. I just didn't know if it was supposed to take place in the U.S. still. I, I, I always know, assumed it was over. It's weird though, because they almost make it seem like it's part of it's in New York. Yeah, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's confusing because, like, this, I always was like, oh, this is always overseas. But upon this watching, I thought that they kind of made it seem like, oh, we got to go back to our headquarters. And they made it seem like it was in the U.S. So I don't know. I, I Well, and then the other part of that is, you know, he's been going around searching for Whistler, essentially, is what he's been doing. And he meets up with Scud. Um, has he been searching Europe this entire time? Well, yeah, because that's the thing at the end of the remember the end of the first movie, he's in like Russia, Moscow. Yeah. And I think they even reference that because doesn't he say when he talks to Whistler, yeah. he's like, I started in Russia or whatever. But I so, think the implication. Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah, I agree. With Scud is that he was backpacking through to get the um the Krispy Kremes, uh, you know, FedEx to him. So, oh, yeah, I guess that's that's true. So anyway, so it opens in the Czech Republic. They're at this like. Uh, we're introduced to the character of uh, Nomak. Is that his actual name? It took me like the entire movie to realize that Nomak was his name. Yes. Um, but he's had this like weird, it's like a, va- it's like a vampire run blood bank. Um, and then like you find out like he basically takes out all these vampires and you're not really sure why, but he has like a mouth, a jaw that splits open and it looks kind of freaky. Did uh, you guys really notice how many loose cats were just running around in the blood bank? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, your allergies would be going crazy in that blood well, bank. Also, I would question, like, hey, do I want to give blood here when they're letting stray cats run around? <laughs> well, hey, we, but we, you can do it as much as you want, and they'll still pay you, man. And you can bring it in jars? I don't even think a vampire would drink that. <laughs> but also, like, this is what we see, like, this is kind of, like, Guillermo del Toro, it's kind of what we first see that he he's cool reusing stuff, because these the reapers are pretty much exactly the vampires from his show the strain like and it's also like in help the characters in hellboy 2 are same like the same characters in pan's labyrinth and the the, the <laughs> merman in the shape of water is pretty much abe sapien i'm not sure yeah. how he didn't get sued for that but they're, like, they're all yeah he, you're right he yeah. does have very similar characters across the board yeah, like um, he said that he was researching this Tragoy even before this, but you know it's still the same. You know, I thought the I was thought I was like, wow, this looks like just like the strain. I yeah. really put the director together because I don't really pay attention to things like that. But I was like, yeah. I gotta talk to Dave about it because he's the only person I know that watched that show. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess that is the whole like you know tentacle coming out of mouth, which Knopf Snyder loved. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't technically enough for me? <laughs> like that it was more. That, yeah. That is something that exists in like Polish and like Lithuanian mythology of vampires. Like they call them the Strigoi. So and that's where he came up with that. So 
Um, okay, so uh, so yeah, so we get like a voiceover from Blade, and he's essentially kind of recapping what happened in the first movie, and he talks about Whistler, but it's like, oh, I guess Whistler's not dead, which had to be a rewrite, right? Like he oh, was yeah. definitely he was definitely supposed to be dead, and then they were like, oh, we're gonna make a sequel, we should bring him back or something. Yeah, uh, they, they would have to, yeah, because at the, that's what I want to talk about in the first movie. You basically see him shoot himself in the in the head. Um, I mean, you don't specifically see it, but it is very, very implied that he shoots himself in the head and dies. Like, right? It, there's there's no real ambiguity about it. Yeah, and they they decided. I think they were like they obviously didn't know they were going to make a sequel, and so then they were like, "Well, he was popular, so let's bring him back." So they kind of write it off as in like, I, I still don't even know quite how they explain it. Like how the vampires ended up getting them again. And like, I, I, I don't, I, I guess I don't really understand. Okay. So he was already bitten when he went to kill himself. Right. So he was already in the process of changing. So the bullet didn't kill him. Right. Because he was already vampire enough. And then they kept him in stasis in the vat of blood and then Wesley Snipes gave him a variant of the serum he uses that basically was able to stop the vampire progression, much like it did in the first movie with that, that lady who he stopped her from becoming a vampire. But they play pretty fast and loose with all this. <laughs> Fair know? enough, but how did the vampires get a hold of him after? Like, they, they were like, they knew he was alive, so they went back? I, yeah, like, they, like, all of them, like, they, I think that probably they were the purebreds were watching Deacon Frost. So they were like, yeah, they're like, oh, let's grab this Whistler guy. So was that part All of right, the fan okay. fiction you wrote? Yeah. Okay. And there's a uh, lot more tentacles for you. <laughs> I'll have to read it. So fair, so fair enough. So Blade shows up. Uh, he kills a bunch of vampires. He fights these vampires on Ducatis for some reason. Um, he gets one of the vampires to tell him where Whistler is. I think they show some vampires snorting blood, like it's cocaine, right? Like yeah. love cocaine, and they all wear just black leather. Oh, yeah. It's true. All There's so much only black, black leather. leather. And also, also, this might be the origin of the superhero landing, because Wesley Snipes definitely did a superhero landing off the top of that building. Yeah. That's true. He also, um, when he's fighting all the vampires at, like, the the with the place where Whistle is, I'm pretty sure he stabbed one of those vampires in the dick. Am I wrong about that? Did anyone no, else know? I'm pretty sure he did. I have a note here. Blade killed a vampire by nut stabbing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure that that's what happened. Uh, so he finds Whistler, and like you said, he's in a big tank of blood, and he, he's going to kill him, but he can't bring himself to do it. So they go back to the base. That's when we're introduced to Scud, who's played by Norman Reedus, and he's like the new tech guy for Blade. Um, he gives him like that, like you said, a version of the serum, and he's kind of like, hey, I'm leaving this room. The blinds are going to open, so if you're still a vampire, if you turn, you're going to die in the morning, right? Um, so, uh, Whistler doesn't become a vampire, um, him and Scud don't get along, obviously, right away, because that's where I was confused, because he's like, ah, you're, like, you're messing with my life's work, and I was like, did they, like, import all the stuff overseas from the first movie? Like, that's, I think, when I first was like, where is this base at? I mean, I I guess if we're assuming that it is in Europe, then, yeah, they would have had to, right? Because the first movie doesn't take place, the first movie doesn't take place in Europe, does it? No. No, it's in New York. Yeah. I okay, so I think A you could explain like oh they bought new stuff. You could also explain that like this is almost even though they, they say like at one point they say they're in the Czech Republic, it's almost like uh in between, like it's another world. Like it's not really any recognizable place. Yeah. Maybe. Because his all car right. is there too. He gets his car from the first one all the way over there. Yeah, that's true. Sure that. It shows oh. up in once shows up in one scene. I felt scud belonged uh, in the first Fast and Furious movie. I can definitely see him working on Dom's team. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so that's when the the uh, so the like the base gets invaded by these like vampires wearing these fun, fancy ninja suits who look just like Court of Owls talons. Like yes, they do. Uh, they absolutely like, do. Like rewatching it, I was like, oh crap! I was like, that, that looks like which is crazy because this obviously predates that by a lot. But that's what they look like so much, especially with those like night vision like goggle things that they wear mm-hmm. um which i like that fight scene a lot um it, it, the sword fight and stuff or blade it's really cool although like some of the weird use of like the stuff they do with cgi in this i don't necessarily care for in the fight for some of like the weird like flips and aerial stuff like 
It looked like puppets. It was a little too skinny. Yeah, they, yeah, like the the figures look too skinny to me at certain points. Um. So, anyways, we find out that these are representatives of the like ruling uh, vampire nation, and they're they're offering they're basically offering the truth. They want to meet with Blade. Um. So they take Blade to their headquarters. I do like that little bit in the helicopter where they're like, "Oh, I can't believe like we didn't think you'd give up so easy." And he's like, "Ah, psych!" And he opens up his vest and he's full of like syntax. 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 Yeah, like so he's basically wired to explode. So if things go south, he's just gonna blow himself up and all the vampires. So I like that. Um, so then he meets uh, what's the vampire lord's name? Damas Dan- Damaskinos or something like that. Yeah, Damaskinos. Right, and he's like really funky looking. Kind of looks like Nostradamus, not Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> I thought he looked <laughs> like the. Original vampire from the Buffy the Vampire TV oh, show. Oh, the master. Oh, yeah, the master. Yeah, but he was also, but the master is also based on Nosferatu. Yeah. So, anyways, the, what they tell Blade is that they need his help because there's this new strain of the vampire virus, and they call it the Reaper strain. And that's the guy that we were introduced at to the beginning of the movie. And basically, they feed on vampires and. They tell Blade, they're like, well, he's like, hey, great, cool. I want to kill vampires anyways. But they're like, well, what do you think is going to happen when he kills all the vampires? And he's going to kill all the humans. So uh, they agree to work together and they introduce they introduce Blade to the Blood Pack, which is like apparently the special group of vampires that they've been training to hunt Blade for two years. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to take a crack at the Blood Pack here? Who? They're a group of characters. Wow. <laughs> I think for a Patreon... Hovercraft Joe should give him the Ron Perlman haircut. <laughs> Shave his head, except for one horizontal stripe that connects his sideburns behind on the back of his head. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. I, I donate to that. So, <laughs> the blood pack. Okay, so there's one giant guy named Lighthammer who's just yes. like a big guy with a big hammer. Which is such a great thing to kill vampires with. Right. You've got his his girlfriend who just has, like, red anime hair. And (laughs) um, I don't really know what she does exactly other than that. Um, You've got this guy named Priest who's Irish, who... Is just an Irish cool. vampire. Yeah, like I, I, like I said, everyone has a gimmick except priest. Like he's like him. It's like oh, he says like one vampire racist thing, and that's and then gets killed really quickly. Yeah, because he's useless. But then I started to realize that everyone in the blood pack is a different <laughs> level of useless. Sure, no, you're like, right. They're all pretty useless. You've got you've got Chupa, who is essentially who is played by uh, Matt Schultz, aka Vince, who is essentially playing. Vampire Vince. <laughs> yeah, this is, where I have a, this is where I have a note that says, oh shit, Vince from the Fast and Furious is in there. He was also in the first Blade movie. I was like, I read yeah, him in the yeah. first one as a different yeah. character. Yeah, as a different character. And for some reason, they made him, they gave him a Spanish name in this. Because he yeah. looks really... 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and then you've got Donnie Yen, who's essentially a, a ninja vampire. Yeah. Named Snowman. Named Snowman. <laughs> and he's a, he's a Chinese guy with a Japanese gimmick. Yep. And then their leader is Ron Perlman, who is a Nazi vampire. <laughs> like, is he the leader, or is he just the asshole that talks the most? No, he's he's yeah. their commander. I no, I, I think it's implied that uh, Nessa, Nessa, Nessa? Nessa, Nessa, or whatever. Well, this is, is the, leader. the leader, right? But he's kind of like the field commander of of the Blood Pack. I don't. This is not part of the Blood Pack. This is just the one who trained the Blood Pack. Who who is oh, like Nessa's right. friend? I forget. This oh, is the other guy. Yeah, I don't know the guy. The other guy that's, 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 that's Assad. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, anyways, so like you said, um, Ron Perlman kind of is like talking trash, and that's when Blade puts that like silver nitrate bomb that like sticks into his head, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll like blow it up if you mess with me." It looks painful, and like it's kind of funny because it's stuck in his bald head like the entire movie, basically. Yep. Um, so they get, they're like, all right, we're going to get a lead. We're going to go to this vampire club called the House of Pain. Which, by the way, how awful does this uh, vampire club look? Like, they show the inside and, like, people are, like, cutting their, like, tongues with razor blades. Yeah, did you like, see Nap Snyder? It I was, felt like you were like... You know, it was pretty gross. Like, there's that one scene where 
someone's having the skin peeled off their back. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what was going on with that? I don't know. Yeah, like, what, what was is, the point of that? I don't. Also, there was a huge missed opportunity for them to be playing jump around when they walked in the club <laughs> into the House of Pain. Yeah. Well, actually, one of the uh, not not actually, but. Michael Jackson was going to be oh, in this movie <laughs> in the club as of as of as an effed up vampire and as a vampire pimp vampire pimp yeah and it didn't happen but can you imagine that like whoa I read that and I was my mind was blown because like at the time the image that he tried to project even though by most evidence it was not accurate was that he was squeaky clean so for him to appear in the vampire S and M club. I mean, yes, Wesley Snipes was in the original Bad video, so it'd be kind of a nice little connection there. But that's crazy to me, you know? Yeah, it's bananas. Um, it's at this point in the movie when I'm like, oh, shit, that is Donnie Yen. Like, I didn't realize it was him at first. I had to pause the movie and pull up the cast list because I, I didn't know that. Um, so they get in a big fight with, uh, with all the Reapers. Uh, Priest gets killed pretty much immediately. He sucks. Um, the face tattoo guy with the hammer <laughs> fights one and he gets bit on the neck, but then he like lies. He's like, nah, just like scrape my back. I'm good to go. Well, and I can't uh, figure out how he doesn't turn right away. Like everyone else seems to turn pretty quickly. He did not turn for some reason. It takes a, like a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It does take quite a long time to, to the turn. The rest of the movie. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, a vampire it, question for you guys. Shoot. They're not real. So the vampire <laughs> virus. When you get when you turn into a vampire, do you automatically get awesome at martial arts? I was wondering. Is that yeah. part of the vampire virus? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering that same thing. I think I have that note written in a, in a little bit here. Um, so they find out that none of the like normal vampire things work on these reapers. Like they're not hurt by like silver. Um, so UV light and, works. Well, that's it. Yeah, the light still works. But like silver, they can't be killed with silver. So all their silver bullets and stuff aren't doing anything. Um, that, this is Jody Ravenel that says, "Why does the head Reaper guy know kung fu? Because him and Blade have like a mano a mano showdown, but they're both doing karate, and then we know that Blade knows karate, but I don't know why Nomak knows karate, right? Like right. he he definitely shouldn't, but he does." Um, and there's like kind of a whole subplot or not subplot, but this thing where like, oh, Whistler like left his post. So you're not sure what's going on with him. And like the van gets attacked with Scud and all this stuff. But then Whistler's like, oh, I was tracking him. And he finally leads him to like where this uh, trap, this Reaper is trapped, like through this door that they were coming out of and his arms trapped. Um, and this is also where they cut back to the vampire lord and he's eating vampire gel- blood jello. And I was like, why is he eating blood jello? Is it because he's old and he can't like... <laughs> drink it anymore is that like i don't know um so they find out that the reapers they need to feed every couple of hours or they'll die they're basically they need the blood so much that they'll start feeding on themselves and that's what's kind of going on with this uh reaper that they find um and that apparently the part that carries the virus of them is their tongue and that's that like the tentacle thing that lpj loves that sticks out of his mouth um so they give this. Uh, is it just me or is this like Reaper autopsy unnecessarily gross? Like when yeah, they're like, it's super gross. Oh. It's like gross to start, and then it gets worse. Like I was like, this is gross. And what then was I'm the like, grossest part to you? Um, go, what was your least favorite part? Uh, when they made was it Scud like grab and squeeze the tooth, <laughs> and then Nissa immediately like smells it and knows exactly what it is. I think I the grossest. Grossest part was when they had the entire chest off and then they dropped, like, the blood in it and it's still, like, moving around. I think there's cool. definitely some fun grossness in this movie because we skipped about the part when they killed a priest and they cut half of his head off and you <laughs> see his brain and his eye is still moving. Like, Yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. No, I yeah, I think it's, it's supposed to be, some of it, you're right, it's supposed to be kind of, like, gross, like, shock humor value almost that it's so gross. So, you know, kind of like a B-movie type thing. Um, so then, um, oh, this is where I do have the notes said, are we in America or not? Like, this is where I started to question myself. Um, Scud and Whistler, they start getting along. I can't remember exactly why, but they're like working together and they're buds now. They get along. Like UV grenades. Yeah. Together. They're making, yeah, UV light grenades. Um, they, they have this plan where they're like, ah, we're going to, we're going to go to where the Reapers are and we're going to lure them with the, the Reaper pheromones, which like. 
there's so many more Reapers than I thought. And is that like, is that like the plot point? Like they didn't think there were that many and then they get down there and there's like so many more than they thought. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, there's a ton of them because they weren't detecting them at first for whatever reason, but it makes sense that there'd be that many. If they have to feed that much every couple hours and they've been out doing this and every time they feed on one, they don't die. They turn into a reaper. So yeah, yeah they're going to be exponentially more than, than you'd think. Yeah. Um, you also like, you get a scene where like the, the vampires are mad. So they like, they're going to kill Whistler. So like Vince is like beating up Whistler pretty hardcore. Also in the weakest part of the movie for me is that that light hammer guy turns into the Reaper and he kills Donnie Yen off screen. Donnie Yen is a badass. <laughs> yeah. <and he> is, <laughs> off screen like we don't even see him die we just come back and he's like getting eaten and that I'm made like, me ah. mad like i wanted to see donnie Yen fight and you really yeah. don't get to no you get to well, see him do a little sword work in the in the first fight scene with the reapers and then he's killed off screen it's well, very what i think happened is because i know this movie they had to they had to really stretch to get an r rating with this one so they had to make the reapers blood green instead of red and they had to cut around yeah. some things so i i i'm willing to bet knowing Guillermo del Toro's films that that stuff is filmed and it's there. They just had to cut it. That's right. quite possible. Also, I wanted to point out that like everyone is wearing, cause they're hunting during daylight. So everyone's wearing like their spec, like special armor to cover their entire bodies, except fucking Vince. Who's wearing like a belly shirt. Still, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The best outfit for fighting reapers is shiny black plastic. That's true. <laughs> Well, well, this well, is where I have a note. Is Ron Perlman's neck sore from constant head tilting? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Vince gets killed by the Reapers. Um, and I do like the part before uh, Blade's going to set off the big uh, the bomb pack, I think it is. I think that's when he says, like, you, uh, you obviously do not know whom you are fucking <laughs> with. Which is pretty sweet that he says that. And then yep. he just, like, kills a bunch of them. Um no, that's when he he lets off one, and then he sets off the big bomb pack, and it like somehow like goes through the entire like catacombs and kills yeah, like like all yeah. of them. like light fire. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Not at all how light works. No, yeah. <laughs> all those walls were completely reflective. <laughs> and th- and this is where I was confused because I was like I was like I was Ron was Ron Perlman dead? He's dead this time. No, he wasn't dead. He doesn't end up being dead. Uh, the lady vampire, Nessa, Nisa, whatever, she's really hurt, so Blade lets uh, the lady vampire drink his blood, which I always got confused. I thought the thing about vampires is they didn't have blood. Like, I thought there was a whole thing. Like, I don't know. I guess I was getting Well, I was Blade... He has half-blood. Blade does. Okay. But he's taking that serum, right? So she drinks his blood. Is she getting Ooh. that serum, and is it killing her? Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's some, that's something that they didn't really take into account. Well, so anyway, so she she's okay, but that's when we find out that Ron Perlman's still alive, and they show up with all that Vampire Lord's troops, and they, like, capture him and Whistler, okay? Uh, the big reveal is that, well, there's two big reveals. One is that the Reaper strain was actually created by the vampires because they were trying to make vampires that were, like, impervious to silver and it was kind of a, a result of the experiment. But now they're like, hey, now we can perfect it because now we have Blade and we can make them impervious to silver and able to be in, you know, daywalkers like Blade. Uh, we also find out that Na- uh, Nomak is actually that Vampire Lord's son. And that's kind of like a thing that he reveals to Whistler when he sees him in those catacombs. Well, that's the thing. Like watching it this time around, is he actually his son or is he one of those... Um like created because toward the end of the movie, they show all those created like embryos uh, in the uh, like where the blood pool is. Um, Was he like the first one of those? I see. I didn't think that only because uh, his daughter seemed to be like, she seemed to be really attached and really surprised that it was him. Like, I don't, I, I guess I don't know. I guess, or maybe she was just shocked that they created it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because uh, they I, don't I, seem to have like Nomak and Nissa don't really seem to have any bond with each other. It just seemed be. like she was surprised, but it didn't seem like she really cared whether he lived or died. All right. Well, you could be right. Um, 
So then we find out after all this reveal, we find out that uh, Scud, he's actually a uh, familiar of the vampires and he's been like working against Blade all the time. And he goes to like set out the bomb. This is kind of confusing. He goes to set out the bomb in Ron Perlman's head and like Scud's like, ha, it's a dud because I'm a, I'm a familiar and I'm working with it. But then Blade's like, ha, I knew the whole time that you were working with them and it's not a dud. And he hits the button and see uh, Norman Reedus blows up into like a million pieces. But why didn't it blow up the first time he hit it if it was a dud, if it wasn't a dud? I don't know. It was dumb. Like, that part really made me mad. <laughs> like, oh, I fooled you. No, you didn't. I fooled you without you knowing that I fooled you. Ha ha. It was very, it was just stupid. So, um, so their plan is that they're going to, they want to drain all Blade's v- blood. They're going to use that to make the, the, the new vampires, um, uh, Daywalkers. I, I was sorry. I was laughing because I read my next note. Maybe you explained this already. Because I'm like, how do vampires have kids? But like, I, I, the kids. I mean, like they sired them. But she said she was born a vampire, though. Yeah, like your blood. So I think I think that oh, they must, okay. They must be. okay. So when a daddy vampire loves a mommy vampire. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll, we'll save this for a Patreon. Uh, anyways, so. So Whistler escapes from Ron Perlman. Again, this is another time I thought Ron Perlman was dead. He doesn't end up being dead. And then, like, he gets into, like, these floor vents. Like, it's like a Metal Gear Solid game or something. (laughs) He's, like, he, like, gets into the floor vents. And next thing you know, he's, like, in the floor vents in the room where Blade is because he shoots that human lawyer, like, through the uh, the floor. But also, he was able to, like... Ron Perlman's clearly not, it was supposed to be like this tough guy. He got punched by like a 75 year old man like twice and was knocked out. Like, clearly not very like vampire powerful or whatever, you know? I gotta say though, I love the, the handguns that Ron Perlman uses in this with like the blades on, like the yeah. knives on them. Like, those are really cool looking. Like axe guns almost. Oh, um, okay. So, anyway, so yes, we get the reveal that uh, Ron Perlman's alive. Like, Blade's in rough shape, so they're trying to get him to the giant pool of blood. And he, like, falls. Uh, this is perhaps, it's not perhaps, it's the best part of the movie. Because he falls in, He falls into that pool of blood, and you think maybe he's dead. And then he rises out of it, and he's just, like, he's re, he's rejuvenated. And, like, all these guards show up, and they're, like, I just, like, before, he's, like, so he's just, like, kind of, like, it's, like, cracking, you know, like, his knuckles and all his muscles and stuff. And then he just fucks these guys up, and it's, like, so... Oh, cool that he just he takes out like I don't know like thirty guys in this scene. Yeah, no, it's great. It Every is, fight scene in this movie is phenomenal. They're really it, really good. But this one is my favorite because it it is brutal, dude. He's just like throwing guys in the walls and stabbing them through the shields with like uh, those like uh, shock shock sticks they have, and it, it it is it is really good. And then it it culminates in him. Cutting Ron Perlman in half and killing him, <laughs> which is awesome too. Um, That's exactly how he died in Sons of Anarchy. Really? He had shot no. from a, <laughs> from balls to forehead. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch. I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy. Um, so uh, Nomak shows up. He kills his dad. Uh, he bites uh, Nisa, Nisia, Nessa too. Uh, then him and Blade have a very long, prolonged fight where, you know, it's, it's kind of like a brutal fight. Well, uh, sometimes up, it's them. Sometimes it's bad CG. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Uh, and he ends up beating him because he, he takes part of his broken sword and he kind of, cause they, they established earlier that they have like a, like a, a casing around their heart, like a big bone, like thick thing around their heart, but he's able to stab it through the side and kind of get into it. But then, like, Nomad kind of finishes himself off, right? Like, he ends up pushing it further into his heart. Yeah, because he realizes he's going to die. So he just ends it quickly. So, um, so, uh, the, uh, she's, she's dying, and she's like, oh, I want to see the sunset one last time. Takes her out, sees the sun, she disintegrates, and you're like, okay, end the movie. No. Because then we come to London, uh-huh. and there's the, va- the vampire from the beginning of the movie... Who told him where Whistler was? He's at a peep show, right? And he's really excited because I think he's like, I'm going to eat this girl that's showing up at the peep show. Somehow, jack off first. Somehow, Blade's there. I don't know if Blade knows where he is. I don't know if Blade knows what booth he's going to be in. But, like, the curtain rises in this peep show and it's Blade. And he's like, 
you didn't think I forgot about you, did you? And then he like stabs him in the head, and that's the end of the movie. There were like thirty other like really disappointed perverts before that guy. <laughs> like, he just kept coming up and stabbing the lady and played. It's like he's like, oh yeah, I'm waiting here to kill a guy. Hold on, hold on. there weren't thirty <laughs> disappointed guys. There were probably like twenty five disappointed guys, and the other five were really into it. <laughs> Just like the logistics of Blade, like figuring out where that guy was in B. I'm just like, how did that even work? And that was also like a kind of a recycled thing because that was a scene in the Terrible Crow sequel, also written by David Goyer, and so he used it for this too. Great, thanks, Dave. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. Two movies in one. That's yep. the end. Um, the thing I wanted to mention, and I'm sure you guys saw this, and I found. <laughs> crazy was that they said did you see that they said in the vampire autopsy scene they said that over 30 crew members and cast members were temporarily blinded by the misuse of UV yeah. lights during that scene and so many people wow. that were temporarily blinded that's insane to me uh, I love that I wonder part. how temporary like we're talking like a couple of days you know or uh, the other thing I found interesting, well, there's some other stuff I found interesting. But did you see that they said that, like, in that scene, the part where we were talking about where uh, Nomad knows Kung Fu and they're fighting in kind of like the church part? Did you see that they said that the uh, the stained glass window and there was actually shaped to look like the window of the Sanctum Santorum because yep. uh, yeah. because Del Toro was such a fan of Doctor Strange? And it said that they he actually even, like, wrote, like, a Doctor Strange movie or, like, a treatment for it that they, like, Marvel turned down doing at the time. But I, I, I guess I never realized that, so... Next time I watch it, I'm gonna have to kind of look for that. Yeah, Marvel was weirdly choosy at the time because they also wanted like Nomak was originally supposed to be Morbius, but they're like, no, no, yeah. we don't want you to use no- Morbius, you know. Which is yeah, because remember, at the, remember we talked about this uh, LPJ at the end of the first one. Yeah, there's a deleted scene that you can watch on uh, that they always wanted it to be Morbius, and there's actually the original ending to it. They have a shot where it's supposed to be like Morbius is like watching him, which is, yep. which kind of makes sense because Vor- Vor- Morbius is kind of like a variant on the normal vampire, so you could see this movie working with Morbius in it. I mean, easily putting him in, so. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a little sad that Mar- that Sony kept the rights to all the Spider-Man stuff, including Morbius, and that they're never going to ha- really have a Morbius Blade crossover at any point. Um, at least not that I could see happening, you know. Um, I mean, they're kind of establishing that those movies are connected to the Marvel Universe. Yeah. By having Michael Keaton in the, you know, it's in the preview, no spoilers here. <laughs> and uh, So, yeah, I mean, then you could have the Midnight Suns, which I know what you're hoping for. Nicolas Cage coming back as Ghost Rider. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, Blade and Morbius, because uh, what's his name is playing Blade now, though? Uh, uh, Mahershia Ali. Ali. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else that anyone wants to mention that we did not talk about? Do you have any um, role reversals, LPJ? Nobody worth mentioning. I mean, the only one that I could find that I even knew was Kristana Loken was auditioned for the role of Nyssa. But that's really about it. I saw guys... one. Oh, go ahead. The, they thought about Tim Curry as the ancient vampire. Yeah. I oh, did I didn't see that. See that. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, oh, so. Interesting. That would have been, that been, been neat. LPJ and uh, real pervy. <laughs> LPJ and Dave, you're uh, the wrestling as- experts here. I felt there were a lot of wrestling moves at the there end were. of that. I was yeah, like, right. at one point, Blade does a flawless suplex. Yeah, there's a hundred percent suplex. Then, there's um, a there's a flying elbow. A flying yeah. elbow. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. yeah. That suplex is bad. That's like when he beats up those thirty guards. The last one, he's just staring at Ron Perlman, and he just gives him a suplex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the best move to use at this point? I was like, like was Leslie Snipes, did he wrestle at one point? No, I don't know, I mean, but I thought that was pretty badass. I thought it was pretty well, great. It was kind of cool. Anyone want to take a, this is a tough one, unless you looked it up, a wager as to what the body count in this movie was? I did look it up, I saw it. It's high. It's higher than you might think. I know the answer, so I'll wait. Okay. Anybody else? Who didn't 175. Look I'm going to say like 85 or something. 110. Yep, 110. But a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, I think that's everything I had, unless anyone has anything else they want to mention. I think we're probably ready to rate this. Um, I, Whistler had some funny quotes. At one point he said, 
when they're getting ready to go fight the vampires, he says, some of us can't see in the dark, you fucking nipple head. <laughs> that was amazing. No, that, was, that wasn't even in the script. That's just Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Wait, what, what, what did he call him? A fucking nipple head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, I guess I, I, uh, I, I think you might have brought something up, Joe, how they look like the talons from the Court of Owls, and they work for the vampire court. I think Scott Snyder might have stolen his <laughs> Batman run from this movie. <laughs> Maybe. Seems likely. Beef. Beef. Starting beef. I know that both Guillermo del Toro, David S. Goyer, and Scott Snyder all listen to the podcast, so yeah. we'll hear about it, I'm sure. Look it. You're the second worst Snyder. <laughs> wow. I, I just weaponized the internet against us. <laughs> uh, this was Wesley Snipes' favorite Blade movie. I did yeah. see that, which, I mean, it's not that hard to believe, but uh, LBJ, you you got anything? Nope, I'm going to, let's ready? ready to rate this. Okay. Here we go. All right, guests, who wants to go first? Or one of us? One of hey, us. Why don't you go first? Okay, hey, why don't you go first? I'm going to be a little bit long here, believe it or not. <laughs> no, okay, so... Long Joe and I days. discussed this before that, like, I remembered it being better, and like, it's like a certain point, like especially in the middle, I'm like, I don't know, but the, it really came back in the end for me. That like the last half hour was great, you know. Um, it's a little busy, which I feel like movies in the in the oddies, you know, the early O's definitely were. Like, it was like I half expected Jared Leto's Joker to show up, you know. It's like, <laughs> there's, like everyone's got so many different weapons and so many different out. Oh, it's like it's like it's a, it's a little bit much. Like oh, he's got things that you know, t- like you know, gauntlets that shoot anticoagulants. Like it's a it's a bit much. But I think overall, I'm still gonna go three and a half machine guns. Okay. I think uh, one is one's a little bit better in my book, but okay. I'll go next. Okay. Um, I really like this movie. Like, and and watching it again, I hadn't seen it in a little while. I watched it. I'll put it on and I'll watch it every once in a while. But it's been probably ten years since the last time I watched it, <clears throat> and I really like this movie. I I forgot how much I enjoyed of it, and I really appreciated a lot more of it now for whatever reason than I did before. And um, I think the action sequences are really good. All the martial arts fighting is phenomenal, um, and I, I really. You don't often see good sword fights in movies, good martial arts style sword fights. And there's some really, really good ones in this film. Um, and I, I, Norman Reedus didn't annoy me as much this time around as he did, as he did previously. <laughs> um, but I, I like the movie a lot. I'm going to go, I, I'm going to say four machine guns on this because I really enjoy it. Um, I'll go next. I'm not quite where you are. I'm more in the Dave camp. I think I hadn't watched this movie in a long time. And I think I always thought that this movie was miles ahead of the first one. But like upon this viewing, I'm like, I think that they're more even like, I I think that this movie is good. And I, I agree with you. The fight scenes are great. I think it, it meanders a little bit in the middle. Like, I think maybe this movie is longer than it needs to be. I, I don't think it's, I, I maybe even like, I, I, and I told this to Dave. I think the first one, Deacon Frost, is so much more of a compelling villain. Yeah, than that's true. This. So, like, I, I don't know. Just based on that, I think I almost like the first one better. But this one is still really good, and, and, and it's still a lot of fun. And I, I, I'm going to give it three and a half machine guns. Uh, maybe I'm going to rethink this. Hold <laughs> well, on, you have it. Your truth. You have till Jody's rankings done. Jody, what do you want to say? Um, I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Blade movie. I know. You know that's Blade Trinity. It is Blade Trinity. <laughs> Third movie. That's where it's at. Last movie. But I, uh, my man crush on Ryan Reynolds is very large, though, so that has a big impact on that. I, I you but know I what? To, to back you up, uh, what's Parker Posey in it is pretty great too. So uh, go and ahead. Triple H. Yeah, it was time to play the game in that movie. <laughs> and the vampire dog. Is God. very sweet. But. <laughs> the vampire dog's like a reaper. The vampire dog yeah. is like a reaper. He has the reaper virus. Okay, yeah. back to this. I did enjoy it. Um, like I said, I think I'm with you guys. I'm going to go three and a half. I'm going to go some three and a half UV grenades. 
I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna go three and a half plates of blood jello. <laughs> I'm gonna go three and a half uh, light hammers, heavy hammer. Oh, can I change mine? I want three and a half lines of blood cocaine. <laughs> Do you think that they couldn't afford using Maxwell's silver hammer, so like they didn't play that movie? <laughs> All right, so yeah, I think I am gonna I am gonna rethink that. I am gonna go three and a half because you're go I, I think and, you're three right. And a, three and a half off screen Donnie. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three and a half uh, over the head green uh, sunglasses. Three and a half pools of blood that looks just like water has no thickness at all. I'm gonna three go. Three and a half Vince's belly shirt armor. <laughs> I'm going to go three and a half episodes of Beauty and the Beast starring Ron Perlman. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, wow. that's enough. I, I think we did. I think, I think so. Woo. It's not even that late. It's already off the rails. Um, all right. Well, that was Blade 2. Uh, we are the Last Action Podcast. We are on the GameZilla Media Network. And everywhere podcasts are available, check us out every Monday. Um, we got plenty of other things to, to listen to as well. We've got the GameZilla show on Tuesdays. We've got Noobs and Dragons uh, starring myself and Sphinx and Craig and uh, Matrick on stage, which I know Is I say it. I know I say it every week. <laughs> we'll wrap it up soon. Um, we're wrapping up. What I figured out is we're wrapping up recording soon, but episodes of the we've recorded so far in advance that episodes will release all the way through July. Okay. So there's lots of episodes to go. Uh if you haven't if you're getting into it, uh, but we are almost done recording. Um maybe. <laughs> um, and then uh we've got uh the Legend of Retro on Thursdays, which I was actually just an ep- just a, a guest on an episode this past week for uh, Monkey Island. So we cover the Monkey Island games. Ooh, Monkey Island. Yep. I like that. It's a good game. And uh Check us out at GameZillaMedia.com. That's where all of our stuff is. And uh, you can join us in the Discord as well. If you go to GameZillaMedia.com, you scroll down a little bit, you see the Discord link, you click on it, you join Discord, you can talk to us. And I got bombarded earlier this week (laughs) by a bunch of jerks who want to just do a bunch of uh, garbage movies that I don't want to watch. Jody, Jody was uh, leading the charge, I feel like. He was absolutely uh, leading the charge on that. I did not lead the charge, but I jumped in and followed right along. Yeah, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are jerks. But yeah, the, the Discord is a lot of fun, and it's it's a great way. we uh, LPJ and I are on there all the time. Uh, we have our own channel there, and Jody's on there a lot. We got to get, get Dave on the Discord now. Okay. You can join okay. the food <laughs> talk, Dave. It's pretty good. <laughs> which really didn't take a lot of work to get Dave on there. Apparently, okay. he just said okay. I mean, I, I downloaded the app. I just haven't really used it. So, oh, is it like when LPJ yeah. downloaded the app on your phone, Joe? Yeah, at the swim club. He's like, "Let me see that." <laughs> he took my phone, and next thing I know, I was on the app. So, I had, you I had a handhold. We're at the swim club together, and he's like, "Let me see that." <laughs> were, were you in the changing room, or? Uh, it's a it's a Patreon episode, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> leaving your underwear on. Yeah, I know. That's my that's my fan fiction again. Weird. Speaking of Patreon, that's you, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you like what we're doing, if you like listening to the show, and you want to support us, uh, please check us out on Patreon. Uh, you can support us at either the one dollar tier, where you where you get access to some things, and you can get access to the state of the Zilla. Uh, if you put in five dollars, you're going to get access to uh, bonus episodes that all the shows do every month, including our post credit scene, which is something we put out uh, where we don't talk about a specific movie; we talk about a topic or a list or or all kinds of fun stuff that we talk about. Uh, uh, we just we did one with Dave uh, last month where we talked about like underrated action movies. So it's a lot of fun, uh, and if you like what you're hearing and you want to get a little more, uh, check us out there and support us. We would really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, patrons. Um, and thank you, Jody and Dave, for joining us yet again on the episode. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me. I just want to say, go onto the Discord, drop a bunch of memes of sports comedies. LBJ loves it. No, we're good. <laughs> it's okay. I think you guys have exhausted uh, all of them. Oh. <laughs> When I was it sounds like up, a challenge. It's true. We didn't talk about her in the um, cast, but whoever played Nissa, I was looking at things she was in. I've never heard of this movie, but I'm a little intrigued. It's called Balls Out, Gary the Tennis Coach, starring John Williams Scott. 
It's like really, really bad. And I love Sean William Scott, and it is fucking terrible. You've seen it? Yeah, it's really, really bad. Like, I don't know. Like, Sean William Scott, like, made it at, like, the height of his success. Like, he had just made, like, the rundown. Like, he was or, he was pretty popular at the time. And for some reason, he made this bizarre movie where the next biggest star is Randy Quaid. And it is terrible. Like, I don't get it. But, yeah, right, it's really bad. All right, well, don't see, that, don't see that movie, guys. I don't even know what to say after that. She was formerly engaged to Billy Zane, so that's a feather in her cap. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate it. I'm sure you'll be on again in the future. Okay, yeah. good talk. See you later. Uh, in that yeah. case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>